I'm betting the Joker told you to kill me as soon as we loaded the cash. No, 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 no. I killed the bus driver. Bus driver? What bus driver? You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. With Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers. sirens going down going off well, what's going on here and i turn the corner and see some lady like flagging me down so i pull yeah oh, so i pull off to the side just to like see what's see what's going on and the first thing i notice is her forehead's like bleeding <laughs> there, there's blood coming down from her forehead Jesus. yeah and uh i roll my window down i'm just like hey is everything all right and she just gets in my car <laughs> She's... Uh, 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 um yeah damn those damn those unlocked yeah doors. right <laughs> leave it to Noel. let some strange woman in her car yeah man it happens quick as someone who's who's talked about this happening <laughs> to him before it happens quicker than you'd oh, imagine okay. yeah like like when, whenever i tell people they're like you just let her in it happens so fast so she gets in, and I'm and I'm asking her like, you know, what what's going on? And she's telling me that like, her boyfriend was like was beating her in the car, and they got into an accident, and the car flipped over. But she's like, looks really like strung out about it. I'm just Uh-oh. super confused. Probably something to do with that bleeding. Point. Yeah, I mean, to to be fair, yeah. to be fair, if she actually did go through that, she probably would be strung out. But like, why leave him there? <laughs> just walk around, stop him. I have no idea. So. I'm asking, like, if I can, like, take her somewhere. She's, you know, giving me directions while also continually asking me for $20. And I I never carry cash. Oh, yeah. what? And it's, and it's that time I realized she was about <laughs> eight feet tall, green, <laughs> and looked like the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, you're in trouble. <laughs> so... So I'm like driving slowly, trying to like figure out where I'm gonna drop her off. Constantly asking me for twenty dollars, and I'm just like, you know, I, I never carry cash. I don't have any cash on me. I don't have twenty dollars. And this goes on for about five minutes, and finally she's like, "I'll suck your dick for twenty dollars." I yeah, knew it. Right? I was oh, waiting for it. We all wanted to yeah. assume it, but we didn't want to go there because then we were serious. Yeah. <laughs> well, then uh, if you give her the twenty, then she's obligated. Yeah. To do right. It. <laughs> and then you got yourself in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. or with like, a no get off Wait. get off my dick <laughs> we've all been there yeah so i i'm just like i really don't have 20 dollars. like i i have nothing to give you like <laughs> where are we going and she's like here just pull into this alley and so i get to like the uh, yeah i get to what? the <laughs> you never pull into the alley man it all happens so no, fast you don't pull into the alley <laughs> Nothing good happens uh-huh. in the I alley. I pull into the entrance of the no. alley, and I see, like, further down the alley, there's just four just big dudes. And I'm like, well, she got oh, me. I've been had. <laughs> Shit. She got me. Well, what are you going to do? Then she got out, right? You drove the yeah, fuck yeah. away. She got out right at the entrance, and I, like, drove away and called my wife and was like, well, guess what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm never picking up hookers. Yeah, again. exactly. <laughs> oh, it's like, so God. you picked up a hooker? And I'm like, on accident. <laughs> I swear. I think. <laughs> oh, le- man. Can't be too sure if she's a hooker, but definitely had her yeah. in the car. He, he left out a part, though, where she actually did suck his dick. Uh, <laughs> just kind of glossed over I that hope one. you made a, an appointment after that <laughs> as soon that's what those guys were there for to claim that, yeah. that they just wanted to check him too well i'm glad that you got out of it a yeah. Lot. yeah well yeah. as as soon as she sat down i'm like yeah she can stab me right now this could be the end of me oh, <laughs> you gotta take her down with you and do a hard yeah. left <laughs> You know, I'm like 30 or 40. Flip another car. Flip another car, yeah. Do it this time. She's a serial car flipper. <laughs> she walks away, cleans her knife. On to the next goes one. Goes into the night to do it again. It's a really weird con she does. <laughs> yeah, no, not what you get out of it. Again, another very empty troll. Yeah. You get maybe $20 and a hurt head. Uh, well, we're glad you're alive. We're glad to have you here. Oh, thank you. We're glad to be here. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit more vibrant than your uh, encounter with a random stranger hopping in your car. Yeah, mine was just drunk and needed a ride. No threat. Definitely one of the more interesting stories we've ever had to start off the Slacker podcast. We're glad you're here. Today, we have special guests. Hey, it's Matthew. And Jesse. Today, we're joined by the boys at Crime Roulette. I'm Kyle. I'm Noel. And we're happy to have you guys here. And uh, why don't you give the uh, listeners a little pitch as to what uh, Crime Roulette is and what you guys do over there. Go go ahead and do it. Okay, can I? Thank you. Uh, So we're we're, we're kind of another, you know, comedy podcast where we talk about true crime stories. I'd say the the two big differences with us are, A, we're multicultural, so uh, good for us, you know. Yeah, we're we're pretty good. We've got to change it up when we get an intern or something here. (laughs) <laughs> you guys gotta get that affirmative action going on we got we have a white person me we have Noel who's hispanic and we have bradford bradford's black so you know we're, we're a nice little rainbow family you almost said blackford <laughs> i almost said nice. blackford that's his, that's his name brad bradford yeah. isn't joining us today but we we would have had him that was your guys choice let's not yeah. put this no, Je- jesse jesse specifically said don't have that guy on there because you know <laughs> Who's that Bradford guy? I don't like him. I don't like the way he's. The other thing, the other thing we kind of we're different from, I'd say, with with the crime shows is we have this. We kind of treat it like a game, where we have a a four category rule, where it's disappearances, one off murders, which is as we described, kind of murders that happen in one instance, not necessarily in public. Like a family being killed in the house could be considered a one off. Technically, they're kind of loose. They're like loose rules, but we we go by them. Serial killer and then spree killer, which is in public. It's like mass shooters and like mass murder because I also covered Jonestown. We counted that as a mass murder. I have to say I enjoyed uh, as much as as much as one can enjoy a spree <laughs> killing. The uh, your coverage of the one that happened in Texas. Oh yeah, the tower. The Texas Tower uh, sniper Charles Whitman. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a really good one. I, I really enjoy. I'm not sure which episode that, that is, was. Um, but that, that's episode. That that's really episode eight, episode. where we get into a big argument with Bradford. Oh, was that the one with Gone Girl? As yes, well? that was the one with Gone Girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed what I heard. What I've heard so far. Thank you. Um, I I kind of interrupted you. Were there more? Uh... Well, yeah, we. I. That's kind of the the format we go by. We it's like, we have the four categories. And we roll a four sided die to get our next category we don't do like two in each like twice in a row for each of us 
But then each every ten episodes kind of like a special episode where we go outside the categories. And we also yeah we also plan on covering like documentary ones too because we did a, a Christmas <laughs> we did a holiday special with uh, about John Bonet Ramsey because that happened that happened on Christmas. Yeah, I, I you started out with that chilling clip of uh, of her singing the Christmas Carol or something. Yeah, that was right? that was a good find. I I I just I wanted. I wanted to start on a clip of her talking or something, and I just happened to find her singing a Christmas carol. I'm like, well, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> definitely was. Because it's sort of an eeriness with the crime feel that you got going on. Yeah. You know? And oh, definitely dig only, it. Only slightly disrespectful, maybe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had a conversation yeah, about it. Fun. Exactly. You guys <laughs> fun with it. I, I just want to preface, for, for, to respect your own listeners, I want to preface this. We, we pushed the envelope a little bit with our, our humor. So, I won't be offended if it's not for everybody. I just thought I'd be fair and oh, let no. your listeners our, our know Our listeners that. are all over the place. They uh, they can they can they handle, can handle it. it. They're good with acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we covered that and we did a documentary. We we watched the documentary on Jean Bonnet on CBS, and uh, we're planning on doing um, Going Clear next. Nice. Yeah, oh, that's a good that's, one. A, that's a good one yeah. to cover. A, I was movie. down in LA recently. I saw the uh, a bunch of the Scientology buildings. Oh, oh, awesome! Did you get uh what's the what's the the procedure they call it? Did you get your thetans checked out? Have my the- uh yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> uh, they said they said I had uh, the high for the good one and low for the bad one. So that's oh, that's cholesterol. I think. <laughs> did they did they tell you that you were broken and that they could fix you? Oh, I, I'm definitely. I could confirm that for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need a meet an e meter to tell me that, man. <laughs> Fucking fair enough. Uh, no, I, I've enjoyed the documentaries that I've seen so far on um, Scientology. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely weird to see them actually out soliciting people on the street, though, in front of the building. I mean, they got some shady shit going on. Like people like to make fun of the crazy stuff they believe, but that's not even like the half of it. You know, that's not even the illegal murdery stuff you know yeah that's more like uh like when you're a magician you know you have them look at like the one hand so they don't see what the other hand's doing he strikes again strikes again analogy king back at it we need a sound effect for when i make analogies i'm on on it point (laughs) "Ah." just just watch this crazy stuff over here just ignore the fact that we're killing people with neglect yeah yeah man seriously and the the whole bit i mean this wasn't supposed to be a scientology episode <laughs> but it's a it's a rabbit hole that's very easy to go, go down. down yeah luckily we don't work for a network so they're not gonna they can't shut us right now so speaking of crime and uh and your podcast we decided since we always start off ours with news uh we would go into crime related news nice what i'm starting out with <laughs> it's kind of shocking it's uh it's a have good you guys one. ever eaten something have you guys ever eaten something really heavy you know, like you have a whole Chipotle burrito. Yes. Like, it just stomach. feels like uh. you could sink if you like went in the water. I feel that way with steak. Uh, steak. Okay. okay. Steak could do it. Some uh, you throw some fries in there. Passes. Any potatoes that uh, that'll always uh, weigh you down. Um, how about twelve gold bars in the ass? <laughs> uh, you know, I've gone six, not the full twelve though. <laughs> twelve. Twelve will do it, man. Still a good so this got man arriving at Hyderabad Airport. Uh, from Singapore, caught smuggling 12 gold bars and wrecked them. Jesus. 
How? Uh, this 36-year-old man was caught attempting to smuggle 12 gold bars past India Customs by hiding them in his rectum. Uh, the man had arrived at Hyderabad's Ravi Gandhi International Airport uh, via Tiger Air for a uh, flight from Singapore earlier on February 12th. They caught him when he sat down and it went tink. <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, there's a picture of these gold bars and they're all about iPhone size Jeez. like and shape. Oh. Yeah, they seem to be a little so, small, but they're still pretty wide and it, it seems they would be uncomfortable to be inserting into your rectum. <laughs> they, it's, it turns out to be a total of 20 gold bars and 12 of them had to be hidden in his rectum he had like extra ones off to the side oh, he was like I can't man. I can't 12 is oh, it? I just God. I can't he was halfway there no he should have just gone the but, full 20 how are you able do, to wait walk? do we have a weight <laughs> it was um I'm sure I can find the weight here it's gotta be listed that's gotta be a shit ton of fucking that's gotta be like <laughs> at least 5 to 10 pounds of gold <laughs> Okay, so eight bars weighed. I mean, I'm not going to do the math. <laughs> okay, the 12 here. I was going to say eight bars are 100 grams, but I also found so we got 12 gold bars grams. weighing 1, 1. 1.2 kilograms in total in his rectum. Oh, mm. damn. I'm American and I don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Rectum? We're going with that's a, damn that's near a lot. Damn near killed him. That's, that's over the <laughs> limit for the rectum. <laughs> Like, just oh, imagine he, sho he shoves that up his ass, and he also has to sit on it for, like, a few hours in a plane ride, you know? Like, how, how, I couldn't do that. <laughs> they're coming by, they're like, would you like some food? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long flight. That guy hasn't eaten anything. All we have is prunes. <laughs> <laughs> prunes and dates. I think they hit, like, turbulence. <laughs> oh, we're uh, experiencing some uh, mild turbulence. <laughs> oh, jeez. So just get jackhammered at the scene. <laughs> ah! he, fart, he farts a little bit, a little gram falls out. Uh. <laughs> gold dust. Is that oh, what would happen? God. Be He's not gold dust. This is gold dusting people. <laughs> you can't even be mad. <laughs> He's making you richer. Just yet. The, so, I mean, the rest were smuggled in lamps is what it goes on to say. But this is just um, a bad way to go about it. It's not even drugs. It's just gold. They just probably didn't want to declare it is what I'm assuming. Yeah, it's not, it's not even like a little powder that you hide in a bag. It's, it's actual – like it's soft metal, but it's still metal the size of an iPhone. Twelve of them up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of iPhones, man. I can't – I got I got the old model. I, I haven't even sp uh, sprang for the new one yet. You, you should try, man. You can get halfway there, so. <laughs> Fucking, uh, they ended up saying it was worth around 5.9 million rupees in total. Oof. Uh, which, if that's equated to dollars, would be about $126,000. I mean, Link. It's not even... <laughs> It's not even like it's just it's like a quarter million dollars. That's still a lot for like this guy's butt. He had like know? a Tesla S shoved up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's easier when it's in uh, iPhone gold bar form. Yeah, a lot easier. Tesla form. Yeah, I mean you can work part by part, but it's just not gonna quit. I'm surprised security didn't like catch him when he was going through the first time. You know, they caught him on well, the way into the, the metal other detectors airport. don't pick up the gold that's inside of them, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's your your But they that should meat catch they preserves it. They could sh should catch this guy duck walking through security. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just like Oh, dude, yeah. What would he be walking like? <laughs> There's no way he was walking normal with 12 gold bars of his ass. Fuck no. If he was, he's a champion. <laughs> He's like, these bags are heavy. That's why I'm, uh, you know, so clenched and holding it all so tight. I'm almost willing to say this isn't the first time he shoved gold bars or 
possibly drugs up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you don't start with gold bars. That's something you graduate to. They're not going to trust you with gold bars. They're going to be like, all right, here's a quarter grant or a quarter of weed. Take this over across town. And then you graduate up to the gold bar. Well, you practice with your girlfriend's <laughs> finger too, though. Oh. <laughs> that's that's called extra training at home. That's how you get Homework, a, get baby. ahead in this industry. Kyle, you got a place in this business. <laughs> yeah, I said I didn't say it was me. I didn't say it was me. Noel does have a wife though, so I'm looking at him. Oh, you hear about experimentation and all of the sorts. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all about supporting your partner. Yeah. <laughs> No, admit it. Oh, man. As, as, well, the guy in this next story should have had a partner. Our, our next story brings us to the dumbest asshole to ever be featured on American Slacker. <laughs> Alexandria, Louisiana, Mathley, uh, Matthew Mobley decided he was going to pull another B&E. Well, That's a lot it of didn't names. go so well. <laughs> as the employees <laughs> no. of the business that he was breaking into found him stuck in the chimney the morning of. Yes. <laughs> So they break this man free from the chimney, basically. He gets out and proceeds to throw a brick at them before running away. <laughs> he stashed a brick. Well, we were he had one on we, him. We had the theory that he was stuck in there for a minute, so he probably pulled one out of the chimney, waiting in case the cops came. He's like, "I got something for them, coppers." The perfect getaway, one brick. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> they caught up with the asshole. <laughs> and it comes to find out this is the 77th time he's been arrested. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Which leads me First to the First time in a statement. chimney? He is the dumbest asshole to ever be featured here. <laughs> Was it his first time in a chimney at least? Well, we don't have any reference points to say if it's the first time we've encountered him stuck in a chimney, but I, I would say there's a good chance this has happened before. Because now he's sounding more like a uh, Looney Tunes villain or something, where he's just, you know, one thing doesn't work, so he tries the next. Well, It's like, maybe I'll go in through the chimney this yeah. time. Yeah, he doubles as a mall Santa. That's where he got the idea for the chimney robbery. Oh, I was going to say, was he dressed as Santa? Because it reminded me of that, that, <laughs> that weird scene from Gremlins when that girl talked about how her dad died in the chimney dressed as Santa Claus. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. Gremlins. <laughs> So this guy, as he's getting pulled, let, let me guess, he was going in head first, wasn't he? Um, no, I believe he was. Uh, oh, feet, feet first. first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's. A, I'll give. I'm giving him a little more credit, I guess. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I expected him to be a head first down the, down the <laughs> slot, like just straight in. No. Oh my god. So 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 I'm just imagining as these emergency personnel are coming by, they just looked out the chimney and did they see this stupid idiot fucking looking up at him, <laughs> just like. Help! Well, no, they didn't even. Help. They knew he was there because they opened the doors in the morning and then they heard screaming. Oh. <laughs> they, then they, they they searched through the building and found him stuck in there. And I guess oh. technically they didn't really help him. He kind of freed himself while they called like nine one one and said, "Hey, there's a guy stuck in our chimney. We just opened the business." Okay. <laughs> and that's what. So he, that's how he got he out. Got out the brick, and, and, with the and then threw a brick at them. Did they? Did they see like little little feet dangling out of the chimney? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, wiggling like a motherfucker after he hears people are there. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Somebody's here. <laughs> help. Help. Well, he got himself out, though. Yeah. Like, he didn't need I, help. I overlooked that before. I thought they got him out thing. and he threw a brick at him. And I was just like, wow, what an ungrateful asshole. <laughs> he should have brought some, like, grease with him. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we're obviously not dealing with a smart criminal like the pre previously well, the previous story where the guy's, you know, stealing gold and shoving it up his ass. Which isn't... <laughs> this wasn't premeditated, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's the next. This was a crime criminal. of opportunity. This is the, the he under saw. That. <laughs> he he saw a chimney and he went for it. <laughs> he went for it. I like no the way that chimney necessary. looks. <laughs> those are so. Those are two ways you can like end up in jail, rightfully so. Uh, our next story comes to us out of Orlando. Got all of Florida. Oh my god! Oh, always got crazy, crazy shit going, going on. on there. Um, this headline reads: Orlando officer mistook donut glaze for crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, an Orlando officer who arrested who arrested a man after mistaking donut glaze for meth has been placed on on disciplinary suspension. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to the original uh, incident. Um, Daniel Rushing was arrested in December of 2015 when the police officer spotted flakes of glaze on his floorboard and thought they were pieces of crystal methamphetamine. Uh, Rushing told officers it was likely sugar from Krispy Kreme donuts he had eaten. Roadside <coughs> drug tests were positive for the illegal substance. <laughs> so he got fucked by the roadside test because that shit came up saying he was eating fucking crystal meth on his donuts. As you do. <laughs> Uh, internal affairs uh, reports released uh, last Thursday uh, by Orlando Police Department found no evidence that the officer acted in bad faith. The report what? said the department had never actually trained the officers <laughs> to use the department-issued roadside <laughs> drug tests. So I don't know if I should blame the cop in this scenario either because it's like if they never told him how and you test donut glaze that comes up as meth. <laughs> You, you gotta arrest this guy. He just like watched oh a YouTube God. video on how to on how to test for that stuff, <laughs> right? Well, it might be dark. You know, you're on the side of the road near near a Krispy Kreme and <laughs> close enough. I, um, be careful how you transport your donuts these days. Well, just imagine how like surprised this dude was. <laughs> yeah, we got a theme here with dessert like material containing drugs. Except for this time, it actually was positive for drugs. <laughs> what we have here is. A man had purchased some Nesquik, which we all love chocolate milk. I mean, who doesn't? You know, as long as you're not lactose intolerant, but... Which hell is. Still. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, no, I haven't gotten tested yet. You knew we have, it we have water. a friend that's lactose. It would taste yeah. like shit. It tastes but... like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, a man decided to buy... You're so intolerant. <laughs> you gotta get over yeah, that. Yeah, what's your deal, man? <laughs> what, do you, what do you got against it? He hates white, choc- white uh, milk, too. Go figure. Lactose intolerance. <laughs> The man in our next in this story is from uh, Zaragoza, Spain, and he purchased a Nesquik container, one of the big ones, and uh, like the one-pound container. And inside, he noticed something was wrong right away. Hold up, what's he doing with one pound of fucking Nesquik? He likes powder? milk. Don't you fucking give him shit. <laughs> you don't pour that much into a drink. That's a you lot. Want really chocolatey. You want to chew Dude, your Nesquik. He loves Nesquik. He doesn't even add milk. He eats it with a spoon. All right? Get off. <laughs> I have done that. Well, he, he, he took so out his spoon. He, opened the, the, he took the plastic top off, and he noticed something was wrong right away because the label had been broken. <laughs> Upon further uh, inspection, this man found $13,000 worth of cocaine. Whoa. Uh, what he proceeded to do next That's a fair, was the wrong thing. That's a good deal. Or the right thing. He called the cops. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Instead of becoming a rich man, he called the cops. Now he's a little bit worried that he's going to have retaliation from the drug dealers that had put the cocaine into the Nesquik because he has no idea where it came from. Police believe that the tampering occurred at the store itself and not at the Nesquik factory, which I don't believe. I think the cartel has the Nesquik factory. <laughs> 
Conspiracy <laughs> right here. What if he just mixed it anyway? Is that why that bunny's always I, hopped that up? That bunny, he's a little too hopped up in here. I would have mixed it. <laughs> mixed it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you just empty the bag in there, and then you really got some nets quick. <laughs> so this this new formula has got me got me by the fucking balls, man. I need more Nesquik. Uh, one one tweet that was trending actually said, uh, "We need more Nesquik in aisle six. I repeat, we have completely sold out of Nesquik. <laughs> it is the weirdest drug handoff to make, and I have allegedly made some weird drug handoffs in my life. Yeah, he's like, "All right, man, your product is in aisle six. It's going to be the Nesquik on the right. It's the one, the third one in the back. Yeah, how would you label that? It'd probably like." have to be something like on the label or like on the bottom maybe but that would still take a lot of time it seems unnecessary yeah. like like matt said i'm behind the fact that they have a hold on the <laughs> yeah yeah and that they're using it to ship out their yeah, drugs. The shipment went to the wrong goddamn place <laughs> the wrong cvs the uh everyone wants to get their hands on uh nesquik even if it doesn't have cocaine <laughs> in it you know you're you're locked you're locked up you're dreaming in nesquik I, I found a story here where these guys might just be able to go get that because <laughs> they've been popping in and out of federal prison for years. Apparently, <laughs> these inmates escape, grab shit, and sneak back into prison what? all the time. <laughs> it's it, it took place in it took place in Atlanta for years, um, <laughs> years, for years. The uh, Atlanta Police Department started investigating inmates temporarily escaping. <laughs> That's right, temporarily escaping. You don't want to permanently escape. That would raise too many bells and whistles. You want to need a vacay from vacay, you know? <laughs> We're, yeah, right? A little bit of time out of the joint. Were the, the prison found out, or are they just getting caught every now and then? Oh, no, they, they, they were doing this, and they – they were managing to bring smuggle in uh, bottles of alcohol, cell phones, two loaded handguns. Oh my god! Uh, handguns, MP3 players, uh, gloves, a bunch of other shit, just like things that they wanted. So if they want some Nesquik, <laughs> they just diddly bop right out <laughs> this, uh, under some prison fences and come on back. They managed to catch uh, these people because they, the. The police that were like around the outskirts of the prison caught someone running back into the <laughs> that prison. Is the best. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, gotta get back to base. If I get to base, they can't were, were catch they wearing, me. Were they wearing like, were they wearing orange jumpsuits too while they were shopping? Uh, so they allegedly saw someone escape through the fence and grab a large duffel bag filled with contraband, and he was trying to sneak back in. So I'm guessing it was one of the guys they they okay. were getting like a drop. <laughs> Um, so they were probably in prison, prison where just be like, oh, <laughs> like trying to run back, dive back through the fences. Like, oh, shit, they almost got me. <laughs> so they, they find finally caught them doing that. You know, they found more stuff like uh, some Jose Cuervo, <laughs> two cartons of Newports, uh, four boxes of black and mild, some food. Um, this. Yeah. But they're they're getting shut down. Their little uh, vacay from prisons. Is gonna be no more because uh, they got busted. <laughs> I mean, they're polite enough to come back. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't even be mad. Like they're coming back. <laughs> That's not how prison mad, works. You're not allowed to just leave. You're a That's terrible. That's like the exact warden. reason for prison is you're they're putting you somewhere so that you're not allowed to just go where you want. Just let them have like half a carton of cigarettes. Just, they went through trouble getting the stuff. They came back. <laughs> I don't know if. I don't know if field trips are allowed for prisoners. I don't like, think so, even with good behavior. <laughs> or parental sign-off, you know? Well, our next story will tell you exactly how to end up with those gentlemen. 
hopefully you won't be breaking out to get your uh, your groove on. No promises. I'm gonna ask you guys what what got, what song. This is what I take from the story. What song do you guys feel would be the worst song to play on a plane, and you think somebody should get jailed for immediately? Ooh, man. I know I got one in mind. It's not one I hate, but I would hate it if it was just on loop on a plane where I couldn't escape it. It's uh, Scat Man, <laughs> that song from the 90s. Beat up a Oh God, yeah. Scat man. Oh God, yeah. So yeah, in a tube. What do they know? That would be pretty bad. My party boy. Mine was "Take My Breath Away." That fucking terrible song. Fucking. Like the only thing, because you know people would sing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The only thing I can think of is like Celine Dion, like on loop. That would that would drive me insane. <laughs> oh god! It's the only that comes to mind. I was gonna say that. Well, apparently that'd be a pretty bad. In China, me. you can play any song on a plane, and you're gonna call get me. fucking jailed because they have a no tolerance for your device being on at all. I guess even on on flight mode, that feature is banned as well. So one man made the the innocent mistake of playing music on his phone, and they proceeded to bring him to Beijing and put him in prison for five days. <laughs> oh shit! Five. Five days, man. And this has actually occurred um, three times in the last three months. So it's not even that uncommon of a thing. It's like they don't give you a warning or anything. You just like, <laughs> you're done. Just hand over your phone, you're going to jail. They don't want that interference. I don't care if you're playing Angry Birds. <laughs> it is a pretty Your jerky move. doesn't matter to us. It's a jerky move, but five days in prison at a Chinese prison? people want to well, listen yeah. to your music. And, it, yeah, and also <laughs> a fine of, uh, like... Three to 5, four thousand, or yeah, and a fine, man. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, there was a lady in front of me on the last long flight that I took, where you know when they go on a long flight, they make you close all the windows, like at one point, so that people can sleep. This bitch had her window open. <laughs> the, oh. and, and the lady walks by, and I'm just like watching this all go down. And the flight attendant's like, "Can you please shut your window?" And she goes, "No." <laughs> what? Oh. She should get thrown in jail for three days for that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I can, Sky Marshal. I'm behind that. Oh. Taser her ass. Like, anger management. Taser this woman. Lock her to the seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Strap that bitch down. You can't be... You can't... You, we're all a community on a flight. You're all breathing the same farts. That's what's <laughs> happening. Oh, that's one way to put it. Let's fight for better filtration systems. <laughs> yeah, anybody right. who's worked a customer service job can relate to that flight attendant. Because you've always had that asshole where you tell them, can you not do this one basic rule? And they're just like, no. <laughs> well, right? I was that asshole at a fast food place the other day. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they asked me to pull up so that they could give me my food like when it was ready. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> You're such a dick. Dude, I, it, it would take them longer to run it out to me than it would for me to sit there and wait for my fucking food. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have to do the things that people ask you. Oh, God. You are the woman. You are the woman. That's what I learned from I, I am behind. She didn't get locked up. Because <laughs> well, we're not in China. If you pull that shit in China, Jesse, you might be spending two days in prison. At least I two days. Holy hopefully shit. I'd get my fucking McChicken before that shit goes down. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. So that that about does it for our uh, our news segments, our crime, bizarre news. 
Now we're going to take a little turn over to the crime roulette table, give it a spin with uh, <laughs> oh my God. Nolan Kyle. Uh, betting on black and red. I don't know any <laughs> other. I'm trying to tie it all together. Okay. I, I respect the effort, but <laughs> it fell apart real quick. S S M H S M H. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking uh, some true crime stories, from what I understand. Yes, sir. Do you want to go first, Noel? Because you always want to go first. Yeah, I do like going first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my story takes place in. Uh, a small town in Oklahoma. It's about this guy, Brad Davis. His mom married a not-so-nice fella. And just his entire life, he just picked on him and picked on him and picked on him. And it finally culminates in December of 2013. Uh, his mom's in the hospital. He and his stepdad are getting into a, a ruckus. A ruckus. They're starting to get into a little uh, fight. And he's finally, you know, Brad just finally has enough and grabs him by the uh, waistband and gives him an atomic wedgie. <laughs> so we're talking up over the head. Yeah, yeah, up over the head, around <laughs> the neck, and that ends up killing him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> That's horrible. So he strangles to death on his own underpants. Um, Did he wrap it around his throat or what? Yeah, it got around his neck and... That's how he died. How did the? You just gotta oh, get it past shit. the chin, and that's gonna break that neck. <laughs> how did the? How did the underpants not break though? Like rip? I don't know. He's an old guy. Old guys wear loose underpants. I guess. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So it's not the strength of the underpants; it's the uh, age of the. Like underpants. the elastic, like tidy whities <laughs> What? A, no. Is there a worse way to die than like choking on your own underwear? Definitely, <laughs> but that's pretty bad still. That's rough. Yeah, I, and it's I don't even know if it's choking necessarily. It's more of like he broke his neck with his <laughs> underpants. Like, yeah. Oh man, that's that's a rough way to go. Yeah. So he ends up. Uh, <laughs> they try to charge him with first degree uh, murder, but in a plea deal, he gets manslaughter in thirty years. Fucking thirty first years. First degree. Yeah. First degree bullying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting two years detention. Two oh, years. <laughs> That reminds, That's a long time. That reminds me of that kid in my school who died by being thrown into a locker and just suffocating to death. He got shoved into a locker? Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I've seen, cool. I've seen a YouTube video that's pretty funny where they let the kid out and he goes, screw you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, ah, Jake's an asshole, but he's funny. Jake is just like a shithead name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so of, course it, of course it's a Jake. Yeah. Classic yeah. Jake's. Just imagine Everybody if you're if you're Jake. Jake, write us write us at either uh, American Slackers Gmail or uh, or tweet at Crime Roulette and or email them and come fight yeah, us. Tell, all yeah. take all four of us though. Yeah, all yeah. Actually, my yeah. my brother in law's name. Yeah, but it has to be you alone. You can't even bring a buddy. <laughs> Who was that? My brother in law's name is Jake. I redact that statement. Oh, that's right. <laughs> all right, oh. we're all right. We're we're flying to meet you guys, and we're gonna we're gonna fight your brother. We're gonna kick the shit yep. out of him. <laughs> It's going to be the next story on the uh, Bizarre News Crime. <laughs> four, four men beat up man for being named Jake. Podcasters are arrested from ideas that sprouted on an episode. <laughs> so imagine being that guy, though. Like he's, he's in prison, and the inmate's like, what are you in for? I strangled my dad in his own underpants. <laughs> I'm not, not going to fuck with that guy. <laughs> my, my underpants are pretty loose, too. I don't want to fuck around with that. 
He said he was like bad mouthing his mother. That's why he did it. Yoke you up. That's why he did it because he was bad mouthing the mom. That's enough to do it, I guess. Oh, dude. <laughs> Too many talk Obama about mom. jokes. <laughs> you know, my dad once time he made fun of my mom. I just wanted to give him the biggest slushy, just dunk his head in that toilet. <laughs> I fought the urge, but. Oh man. You might have drowned him. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a Tamagotchi being pulled off outside of a cartoon, <laughs> let alone <laughs> in real life murdering someone. Le- lethal. Lethal Tamagotchi. I guess that's why it's atomic. Do not fuck yeah. around with Tamagotchi. That's a nuclear wedgie when it fucking kills them. <laughs> oh, man. But is it, Hydrogen wedgie. Is it a nuclear wedgie oh, when everyone God. else around you dies too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, well, I think you know anyone who would have saw that would have been adversely affected for the rest of their life. So it could be. They get, it's like the fallout from the event. They get cancer from it. <laughs> <laughs> They're oh, like, ah. They're like, well, how'd you get? Would you smoke? It's like, no, I saw this guy, <laughs> fucking underwear right over the head and killed him. Atomic wedgie. Oh fuck. <laughs> Lung cancer. It's like, damn, it's fucking intense. But imagine an old man at a bar telling the story. <laughs> I've seen some shit, man. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> but, uh, so that's pretty brutal. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your story, though? That's a hell of a yep. fucking story. That's a story. Okay. So, in in keeping with our show, Noel has the shorter story. Mine's a little bit longer, but not too long. This, that's what she said. Uh, this, so she said? Ew. You know, dildos. Or he said. <laughs> I'm, we're gender neutral here. Uh, there you go. So this is the story of Charlie Ross. This happened in 1874. So it's the oldest story I've actually covered. So you guys are getting a treat, I guess. Uh, Charlie was born on May 4th, 1870 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And this occurred in July 1st, 1874. So he was four years old. He was playing with his five-year-old brother, Walter, in their front yard in Germantown, which is a part of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which I think is kind of a racist name for a town. I don't know. I'm German, so I guess I'm not too offended, but it's all kind of weird. So Hey, we're, me and Matt are both German as well. Oh, really? Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. Go figure. Noel's a minority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, poor Noel. Poor Noel. So they're playing in their front yard. And a horse-drawn carriage pulls up next to them and approaches them. And two men come out and offer the boys candy and fireworks. Sounds like a good deal. deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They say, hey, come with us. We'll we'll come buy this stuff for you. The boys agreed. They jump in the carriage. They go to the store. And at some point, they just leave Walter. And they drive off with Charlie. I guess, like, Walter was the ugly child or something. I don't know. But... Pays to be ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know. Um, so <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Confidence is key. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, no one sees Charlie ever again. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet Charlie would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can't really now. <laughs> he, he has no fucking say in this. <laughs> so, the, the boy's father, Christian Ross, begins receiving ransom demands from... Apparently, the kidnappers, he was receiving notes in the mail from post offices in, in Philadelphia and around the country, which were kind of written in weird, like, odd handwriting. It was kind of semi-literate, a lot of misspellings, which I learned may or may not have been a strategy. Maybe they didn't want to look smart as they are, but 
Oh, they could have also been stupid. Who knows? So the communications were requesting for about $20,000, which is a lot nowadays, but it was a lot more back then for obvious reasons. Yeah, I would imagine. 1874, <laughs> that's like... It's a shitload. Yeah, that's a yeah, shit ton of Hundreds of, of thousands. Yeah. That's like they might have might as well have said a bajillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's, that's in their claim. One they said, bajillion. They, that's in their claim. They said one bajillion. How about that? Um, so the notes also told them that they shouldn't involve the police or Charlie may not live. And, uh, of course, you know, their father, they've had a large house. They live in a nice area, but they are also heavily in debt because there was a stock market crash the year before. So they didn't have a lot of money. So they had no choice but to involve the police. And of course this hits national news. So uh, it's not looking good for Charlie. This is actually the first highly publicized kidnapping in America that was for ransom. So in, in addition to the, the press coverage, they also, but Philadelphia also involved the Pinkerton Detective Agency, and I just love that name, the P- Pinkertons, <laughs> you know. Pinkertons. They need to come back. So about five months after this happens, on December 13th, this, this is in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, there's a judge named Charles Van Brunt, whose house is burglarized by two men named Bill Mosier and Joe Douglas. Now, while this is going on, Charles's brother, who lived right next door to him, hears this going on. He gathers his family members and arms them with shotguns, and they, they walk to the other, the other house while it's being broken into. And as the reports say, they saw lanterns going out as they came in the house, and they just fucking fired into the darkness. They just fired. <laughs> oh. Oh. Great strategy. Yeah. So, the the guys are obviously hit. <laughs> they don't miss. And they're talking to, to Joe, who is, like, mortally wounded. And he pretty much just tells them, well, you know, I've got nothing to live for. I'm just going to admit this. We abducted Charlie Ross. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, one of the reports, some of the good people were kind of emotional because they just shot two guys. And it was really crazy, so the reports are kind of iffy about this next part, but some say that that uh, Douglas actually said, Joe, Joe actually said he doesn't know where, where Charlie was, only Bill did, but Bill was already dead at that point. <laughs> oh, shit. So, needless to say, they never find out where Charlie is. Some, some, say, some say Joe also said that Charlie was dead, but he didn't know where Charlie was, or he didn't say, but... Huh. Bill didn't have like a last second confession. That was his last second confession that they did it, but he died like two hours later. But that's pretty much the only clue. And and, and of course, um, when they were both dead, they had uh, Charlie's brother come to the morgue and identify them, and he said it was the two guys that picked up Charlie. Fucking Bill. <laughs> the classic. Had to go die. If Bill wasn't such a pussy. Maybe we would have... If he could take a shot. <laughs> he could take a few, apparently. <laughs> so that's oh, man. that's a sad story of Charlie Ross. A deathbed confession. Now, what, who the fuck is Amber? We, it should be a Charlie alert, not an Amber alert. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this is the oldest one, like, kid goes missing, Charlie alert. We got a fucking Charlie alert going on. Right? Why wasn't Charlie good enough? doesn't roll off the tongue I don't know. Well. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Who's Amber? That's I think that's the real question. <laughs> yeah. 
I, yeah. I used to know the answer to that question. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I could tell yeah, you. I always thought it was just the color, you know? <laughs> no, it, it's actually based on a girl that did get taken from her house. Oh, shit. She got taken and then, like, I don't know, it was a big thing about, like, them not getting the description out fast enough. And, like, had they done that, they probably would have saved her. Yeah, because uh... the big, I don't know if you guys know this, but the big thing with, with kidnappings, especially with children, is that <laughs> statistics say that if you don't if you don't find them in the first three hours, like seventy percent of the time they're dead after that. Jeez. Yeah, so it's a they're, big deal. Yeah, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Other animals got us beat in terms of kids. <laughs> you know? They're like sharks can swim and eat almost immediately out of the womb. <laughs> Babies, you put that thing in a pool, it's it's done. That's it. <laughs> It has no, it has no swimming capabilities. Can't walk. Can't feed itself. Can barely defend itself. I can verify that. Yes. <laughs> what? Even deer, they're walking <laughs> as soon as they're out. I'm, it's kind know? of a trade-off because at least we get tools. You know, we control. Yeah, we get the big. Brain. We control the, the world. I've heard that like the reason we can't walk like right after childbirth is because like the like the body can't handle more than nine months of pregnancy. But I could be wrong on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So so now you're blaming the ladies. <laughs> Noel's, Noel's a gynecologist, so he would know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just on his spare time. Fuck. I swear, I have a degree. Step into my van. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I was taking a swig of moonshine when you said that. <laughs> Two little apple crisps going down the wrong way, huh? <laughs> There's no wrong way for it to go down. Good point. <laughs> Fucking the first uh, first recorded kidnapping, For, would we say? It was. I don't know if it was the first recorded, but it was the first like big media spectacle kidnapping for ransom. In in the U.S. Yeah. Cool. And the atomic wedgie or nuclear wedgie, depending on the fallout <laughs> of the people oh, around God. it. Murder wedgie. Fucking brutality. Maybe we, we, I dig it. Maybe though. first Those murder wedgie stories. Probably the first murder wedgie <laughs> that we know of, at least. <laughs> Yeah. That's the only documented one I've ever heard of. <laughs> For sure. You mean it's not common? Nah, uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's how my grandma went, guys. So <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, grandmas do Damn have... Damn the man that did that. Grandmas do have big underpants usually, so that makes sense. Just a breeze caught and, like, oh. got the back of it and just, oh, like, brought nature. her down. It was, na- nature. Yeah, it was natural. She went... It was a natural way. A natural way of yeah. snapping her own neck. <laughs> with, parachuting. With parachuted underpants. Correct. <laughs> Uh, move it on from all this ridiculousness. We're, uh, we figured we like to review movies, give movie suggestions and media suggestions uh, as a segment of our show. And uh, keeping with the crime motif, uh, we're going to move into some uh, crime media suggestions for you guys out, uh, out there. Uh, Matt, were you wanting to start off yeah, with that? Yeah, I can take this one. So the movie that I wanted to highlight, movies I should say, um, a series called Cocaine Cowboys. Um, it's a true story based on the 1970s and 80s Miami drug war. Um, the first one, anyway. The second one covers more of like uh, an individual story on Griselda Blanco, uh, an infamous um, cartel matriarch type deal, um, you would say. But the first one I really loved because um, it touches on a lot. It goes, it has interviews with law enforcers, um, journalists, lawyers, you know, former drug smugglers and like uh, hitmen. So, I mean, you really get an ultimate, like, perspective of how crazy time was back in the 80s 
when the cocaine trade just like hit America really hard and all the money that was involved and built up Miami. Yeah. When, when the cocaine flowed like the water. <laughs> it was like a lawless time, man. It was insane. Like murder rate was through the roof. It, it doubled and tripled within, you know, a few years. And you would find terrible music. There's <laughs> some good pop. A lot of, a whole lot of synth. Oh yeah. 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 A lot of that going on. As we all know, the clubs were hot in Miami at that time, too. <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> yeah, as we all know. Come on. You wish you were there, kid. Don't even go there. <laughs> we were there. We were all there. <laughs> it's like Woodstock, man. You just got to say you were there. There's were there. too many people. You saw it. You can't disprove me. But, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's wild to see, like, organized crime and to see where it developed, like, really, and – uh to see like the, this is like the origin of everything that's still going on today it's just a lot more closed down and you don't see it about it like in public um i've always had a fascination with the cartels in general the whole idea of how they they're so structured but they're still like not at the same time it's it's weird like, yeah it's like a, a donald trump type deal going on <laughs> it's people just like poking and prodding and still finding success but like very ragtag there's no yeah. It's like a South American Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and they're savage as fuck. Like, it's just a story of people getting off for the wrong reasons. Like, it's like, oh, they, you could talk to the cops off. Oh, they don't like that off. You know, it's it's crazy. It's savage life. And it's crazy <laughs> to think it happened in the last 30 years. Well, 40 years, we'll say now. <laughs> is this movie on Netflix or where where is it streamed? At? Well... You, um, it was on Netflix for a little bit. Um, Cocaine Cowboys 1 and 2. Um, and then there's like Cocaine Cowboys Reloaded, which is like all back footage interviews and whatnot. Um, the second one is really... It's hard to say which one's my favorite. I like the first one because it's a great introduction. But Griselda Blanco is insane. The Black Widow, they would dub her. and uh, Oh, is she the one she that... killed... Was she assassinated on a motorcycle? Um, she was assassinated by a dude on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spoilers, um, I know. I'm sorry. Sounds like a Tim Burton character. <laughs> like, it, it, we're talking like 30 years after being involved in shit. Like, but one of the fascinating things about her was that like a small time drug dealer in Oakland, California, had wrote her a letter, and then over the course of a few months, he built a relationship with her, and she put him in connection with her connects in Colombia. And he, this dude built a million dollar empire in the hood, shit. Like, just from being fucking pen pals with this, with uh, you know. How did he get her address? Hey, Grizzy, what are you up to? I've been dealing but some coke. Here's the back just wandering. <laughs> he developed a romantic relationship with her, where they were like getting, they got married at one time and shit. And then she started getting jealous because he was like hooking up with other girls. Uh, and got greedy. This woman has a history of killing off her husbands. <laughs> this dude is dumb as fuck. <laughs> Yeah. So I, anyway, Black he's Widow. like dodging like hitmen are like outside his house. Like he's telling the story about it, like because he's still alive today, and uh, he's telling like there's hitmen outside of his house just because she's under the assumption that he's cheating on her and Fuck. whatnot. And like meanwhile they're married and she'd act normal with him on the phone and shit. Like it's so weird. Oh <laughs> man, what a lifestyle that to, to, to be alive even. It's crazy. I mean, I've, but he loves her, isn't that adorable? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had I've her, had right. crazy exes too, but that kind of that kind of beats my stories. None try to assassinate you. Uh, well, no, uh, no hitman. Uh, well, does, does one stabbing me in the chest when we were sleeping count? Only a little. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's God. a Griselda move. Yeah, <laughs> that's say. definitely Black Widowish. <laughs> 
How no no? Oh, how did the he find her address when they were pen pals? Uh, Griselda, she was in prison. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> yeah, she was um in she was extradited to America for prison actually. <laughs> kind of easy to find um, her then. Similar to any drug lord you'll find, she was on the lamb trying to dodge out and she got caught in Mexico and brought right back to the U.S. Because <laughs> we got the best prisons. We don't fuck around. <laughs> Bring her back here. We are kind of like the world's prison. Yeah. Well, look where El Chapo is now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, right, just send that motherfucker up here. He ain't getting out. <laughs> and uh, so Cocaine Cowboys. Uh, and then you also had uh, another one to suggest as well? Well, I wasn't going to go into it, but I guess I can go into it. Since eh, we got like time. I've been talking forever. Well, another movie that's not real. Don't Breathe, recent release is an amazing crime movie that turns into a horror film. Um, it starts out with a group of kids that are breaking into a blind man's house because they think he'll be an easy target. They're common thieves. They've done it before. They, they steal things and sell them to you know a connection that takes stolen goods. But what they don't know is this old man's an army veteran that is a bit unstable himself. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much of the film because there's a there's a lot of twists in it and whatnot um mainly a lot about behind who this guy is and like okay. what he's capable of but it is one of the scariest like films to imagine yourself in that position like the moment like there's a moment where he cuts the lights and like everybody's fucked except for the old man and the way he navigates through the house is just so fucking creepy he's like running around and he'll touch like the ceiling like in fucking hit a shelf and he'll like with his hand and he knows exactly where he is running like fucking full speed through like little alleyways and shit like silent well, yeah they're fighting they're fighting him on his home territory in his element so it's like dude oh yeah. it's a really tense it's such movie. a twist it's yeah it's definitely one worth seeing i've heard a lot of negativity about it but like i don't know why i, I loved it from start to end does, does he use echolocation I didn't catch that. Maybe on the rewatch, I'll I'll look out for that. He's got he's got like a daredevil esque thing going on. Oh, he's definitely not human. He's not human. (laughs) Yeah, I've been meaning to see that movie. It looked pretty good. I'd highly recommend it, man. Um, I like just. I, I I do some writing too. I just I love the idea of like criminals or like just people who are doing bad things getting themselves in situations that they don't really expect to be into you know like the yeah, kind of come up in the oh, uh yeah. the collector was a good one for that i've heard about that too check that out he uh he goes to rob this place and ends up like kind of caught in the middle of this family getting uh taken by this serial killer oh fuck yeah. Oh, and damn it, it's pretty cool it's uh and the collector too actually held up i thought it was going to be like saw where it sort of fell apart after a while but yeah. um but no it held up i'm gonna have to watch that that's not my suggestion though my <laughs> suggestion is taken from a little bit of reality so i'm not gonna do two i'm gonna do one here because it's uh sort of a fiction based on reality it's uh the people versus oj simpson american crime story this uh was on fx uh it won a i, I believe nine uh, awards including outstanding limited series uh, some golden globe awards best tv miniseries best actress for a miniseries so it got a, a lot of uh awards for uh the actors and actresses that were in it. it had a great cast 
Yeah. Uh, we're talking Cuba Gooding Jr., John Travolta, hey, Scientology. <laughs> David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian. And we have Tom Cruise. No, no, no Tom Aww. Cruise, unfortunately. What about Kirstie uh, Alley? Kirstie oh. Alley? No, no Kirstie Alley's either. Wow, we're really stuck in the 90s here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have Nathan Lane, though. And uh, Sarah Paulson, who you might remember from uh, American Horror Story. Made by the same uh, people. She, she, oh, really? Okay, I, I wasn't aware of that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, FX. I knew that that it was taking place on FX. Ryan Murphy made both of them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, uh, the cinematography is what really pulled me in. One thing that I said about this uh, series, it's a 10-part or 10-episode series uh, about – 45, 48 minutes to an hour um, in length for each episode. I wouldn't have watched it just for the story because, let's face it, when you're dealing with something that's like a high-profile case like this, you kind of already know the outcome. Yeah. It's like, I wonder what's going to happen. Is he guilty? (laughs) (laughs) I can sit on the edge of your seat. It's like, come on. But uh, the cinematography, the acting, uh, those were both two things that drew me into this. I, I could I could sit here and probably do 20 minutes on each of the characters. The yeah. ones that I want to <laughs> highlight are like David Schwimmer playing Robert Kardashian. I felt for this guy so much because oh, yeah. he was like a close, close friend of uh, O.J. Simpson. And he didn't want to believe. It's almost like if your best friend did the worst thing. Yeah. And you have to sort of stand by him and watch this all go down knowing that he's guilty and sort of by the end of it i don't want to like like matt said i don't want to give too much away <laughs> even though everyone knows everyone knows what maybe happened. oj but, goes know. to prison oh Wait, come on OJ? you told yeah you told <laughs> gave the big twist away fucking um he sort of looked like he wanted it to be guilty at the end of it when when the not guilty verdict comes down david schwimmer's character and robert kardashian even in like the actual footage because they splice in real footage from real life Mm -hmm. in the courtroom and stuff um it looks like he wanted it to be guilty because in a way that would make the problems go away it's like oh if you know my friend is deemed guilty then i won't have to face whether and like these feelings that i have that he is guilty you know yeah you you wouldn't have to worry about getting getting a murderer off yeah yeah yeah. because and and I mean, uh, Robert Kardashian ended up dying in 2001. Um, so I want people often say with him and Johnny Cochran, you know, they both died of uh, different types of cancer. And people wonder, like, huh, how much of like, you know, defending the guilty <laughs> weighs on your body to the point where like maybe you manifest these like, I'm no doctor. <laughs> guilt, guilt's a bitch. I'll tell you that. That sounded very scientific. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to uh, propose for my thesis that guilt is a bitch. And, <laughs> and cancerous. Yes, and cancerous. So um, that he was one character that I, I kind of focused on throughout the series and found really interesting. Some of the cinematography that I wanted to touch on, like I noticed in some of the earlier episodes in Johnny Cochran's office, whenever he would sort of talk shop and like a shifting of power in the legal defense uh, team, they would always pan down to this chessboard really? on his uh, on his like table, and every time I saw that chessboard, I knew it was some sort of scene about like you know the power structure shifting or like some game. It reminded me again, throwing back to the Game of Thrones. It was some <laughs> Game of Thrones shit right there, where it's like every time I saw this chessboard, I knew that something was going down in terms of the lawyers sort of backstabbing each other and trying to get one one upped on each other. Can I just say I've seen I've seen that series like four times now. I never noticed that chessboard thing. So you're more 
You're more perceptive than I am, apparently. I, I pick up on really weird things. <laughs> I, I concentrate on really odd things because I'm always under the idea that, you know, nothing was done by accident yeah. in any high-end production. Oh, yeah, it's intentional. So when they do that and when it's like, huh, you know, it gets me thinking, like, why are they showing a chessboard right now in the foreground as opposed to the characters who are talking? And what does this mean representing, like, what's going on in this scene as, like, the director wants you know mm. the little things like that they touched on so much like you could you could follow just each one of those characters and like even the jury i think episode nine is where they really touched on the jury yeah that was a good episode and, oh that was such a great episode i watched uh nine and ten uh today and i watched the rest of it like earlier this week and i've just been ranting and raving <laughs> fucking telling everyone about it and they're like yeah this came out like a year ago where have you been <laughs> well, i like, shut the fuck up i want to talk oj i've been trying to get noel to watch it but he's too busy watching like master chef jr and uh, wheel of fortune <laughs> i don't watch wheel it's of fortune. fucking raw it's raw <laughs> screaming at five-year-olds about chicken gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <How dare you? laughs> i wish he would I, I just want to say the two the two characters that stood out for me in that show are uh, Courtney B. Vance, who played Johnny Cochran, aka, yep. AKA like the shadiest and smartest lawyer that could have gotten OJ off. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I'm not even a big fan of his, but I thought John Travolta did a really good job. He's he got a lot of shit, but I thought he did a good job. He did. He I think he did a great job and showed a really good. I felt his story as a character or his arc was like fall from grace in a way. Mm-hmm. Like the last time, last time I watched the series, I, I picked up on something. It's, it's not a huge spoiler, but there's a there's a por- part where he's in the elevator with Cochran and the other lawyers, and they're talking about who's gonna do the press conference. And, oh yep. And Johnny Johnny says, "Oh, I'll do it." And then <laughs> John Travolta's character waits until the, the elevator doors open, and then he goes, "Well, I'm gonna do it," and he leaves. Yeah, it was like a long, awkward pause where it was like he's purposefully ending the conversation with his last statement. Yeah. <laughs> he was being such a dick. Um, with Johnny Cochran, though, the whole thing uh, – or Courtney B. Vance, I believe you said the actor's name yeah, was? Yeah, his name. His, his whole arc, I feel like, was – he was fighting the LAPD. It wasn't even about OJ for him. Yeah, like I, I, to- I totally mean we're going to – I'm going to assume – that the, the Johnny Cochran we see is the one that we saw in real life, which is not true at all. But I'm going to assume that. I'm going to say that I, I totally I sympathize with what his cause was. I just think it was the wrong case for him to take it up on, you know? Yep. Yeah, it, that's actually that's exactly what my girlfriend said when we were watching it together. She's like, you know, like, yeah, that's it, like Mark Furman's uh, um, tapes. That could yeah. have been a case in itself against the LAPD. Yeah, yeah, that guy fucked the case too. Yeah, very much so. And I felt for Marsha Clark, the lead district attorney, on the whole thing. It's it, it like I said, there's plenty to go into with each of the characters. It could be a whole podcast episode in itself, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely needs to be taken with a grain of salt. It's a drama based on reality. It's not a documentary whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally dramatized, but uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. did a great job. Oh yeah, he did OJ. a great, I'm not even a big fan of his either, but I thought he was a really good, uh, he thought he was a really good OJ. And I read that apparently they shot his scenes like, like twice, kind of like one where he's guilty and one where he's innocent. And they just kind That's of, interesting. they kind of just picked the best scene. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. He did a good job too. I, I'm not even a big fan of American Horror Story, but they I think this was a lot better than honestly the seasons that they put out with their show. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. 
I've dropped off with American Horror Story over the seasons, for sure. Yeah, I fell out. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's OJ. Uh, check that out. It's on Netflix now. Uh, you can binge watch all the episodes at once, which is nice. It's kind. I was saying the other day that uh, Netflix kind of feels like a the cool parent. Let you have candy <laughs> for uh, fucking dinner because it's like, yeah, sure, watch all of them at once. I don't care. As opposed to like HBO putting shit out like an episode at a time. Candy all day, every day. You know what also happens with that cool parent though? They forget to fucking pick you up. That's what's gonna happen <laughs> with Netflix. They're gonna let you down, and they don't make you do your homework. Yep, and you're gonna fail. That's what's happening. <laughs> on on to uh, I believe Noel, you're up next for the. Uh... Yeah, I can go. Um... Uh, one of the, uh, it's another series, it's on HBO, it's called The Jinx. It's the story of Robert Durst and just the insane fuckery he gets himself into. Have you guys seen this? No. Oh man, you gotta check it out then. If you have HBO, this is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw parts of it, I don't I don't believe I ended up watch, uh, catching the, the last couple bits of it. For sure have to just get to the ending, just for that. That last scene is amazing it's amazing yeah it's really fucking good um but the story is uh it opens on um on this body that was found in the river and in texas in texas and you find out that um robert durst he's caught with like the murder weapon and there's like the guy's blood in his apartment and their neighbors and that yeah and (laughs) (laughs) and so like crime solved yeah yeah it's you you would think so but you find out that Robert Durst is like a super millionaire and he's just involved in other crimes and it, it just unfolds in this crazy story. And like I said, that ending was so nuts. And he's a, he's a millionaire cause his family you know like they have a, they're one of the biggest, oh fuck, what's the, what's the real word? estate, real estate. They're one of the biggest real estate like companies in New York, the Durst family. Okay. But Robert's oh, Robert's kind of like the asshole son who didn't really accomplish anything. And the cool thing about the the docu series is that like they get to interview Robert Durst. Like he contacted the director and they get a whole interview with him and it's awesome. <laughs> it's really now good. was he the one that was involved with all the wrestling stuff as well? No, that's a different that's a different crazy millionaire. <laughs> that's, a different, that's a different crazy millionaire. Yes, are, are, are you talking always, about Donald Trump? Always out murdering. <laughs> that might it might have been who I was referring to. No, this this was a this was another guy that was like the fox catcher. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a different story. But yeah, I've heard that too. Okay, I didn't know if it was the same guy. But no, yeah, the Jinx is like a six part series. Definitely, maybe more than six. But no, it's it's like six. six. Yeah, yeah. It's all on HBO though, and it's it's really really good. I think they're only coming for you. Which which one do you call the cops? <laughs> ah. <laughs> I heard him going for Durst in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are. And what was the uh, fictional movie? Uh, the fictional movie, um, Gone Girl. Gone Girl. It yeah. escaped me for a second. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for Gone Girl and just like, I had to get the book immediately just to figure out what happened. Um, it's the movie about... Uh, make, sure Be- not, make, make sure I have to give away a twist. Have you guys yeah. seen Gone Girl? I have. Nope. Okay, it's, Matt, you guys see Gone Girl. I'm yeah, in a it's hole really... here. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Gone Girl, it's Ben Affleck. Um, his wife goes missing, and there's a big crime scene in his house, and he's acting like really weird about it, uh, which is like my biggest nightmare. Because <laughs> as soon as like your wife or girlfriend is murdered or missing, 
your prime suspect. And, and knowing you, you would be awkward as fuck. I would be super awkward. I wouldn't know how to, like, <laughs> how to act. But, yeah, it just it's another mystery. And, like, when you get the twist, when I got to the twist in the book, I, it, insane. Yeah. It was so good. I, I walked into that movie not knowing anything. I thought it was going to be, like, a weird, like, a, a, like a romance movie, like a Nicholas Sparks movie, uh, novel, you know? Yeah. But like as soon as that twist comes around, my jaw like dropped. It was yeah. dropped for, like two straight minutes. It's it's a super fucked up movie, and then when you get to the twist, which is like halfway through the movie, it just reaches a whole new level of twisted. Yeah. Those are my movies. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was one of those kind of movies that just left me going, what? Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like how? Why? <laughs> like without without giving the like all the secrets away of it you know yeah it's just a very mind-bending movie and if you put yourself in ben affleck's shoes then you'd be batman (laughs) (laughs) oh man that movie that god God girl was one movie that maybe that put faith in the belief that there are people out there that are more fucked up than me so i felt good about after watching that um so my movies my my documentary is actually made by the same person who made the Jinx. This, the, the Jinx came out like 2015, 2014. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, around that time. So this guy made this movie in 2013. It's called Capturing the Freedmen's. You can watch this on on YouTube. It's it's one of the weirdest documentaries I've watched. So basically, there's this nice kind of upstanding New York family named the Freedmen's. The dad teaches. Uh, computing classes this is this is like in the 80s too the okay. dad the dad taught like computing classes at his school or at, at school and at his home and he was very well respected they were a decent family and then all of a sudden all these really weird bizarre sexual allegations start coming up like i mean not even just like the typical diddling you know like really <laughs> <laughs> the typical, typical diddling, you know <laughs> like really really weird sex games i'm, I'm not going to I won't describe it just for your audience, but it gets really bizarre. And so while this whole case is going on, because he gets kind of paroled, and him and his son are involved. So while this is going on, he gets paroled. I think the son was still in prison at this point, but he gets paroled. And they have actual home video footage of, like, the family arguing while this is going on. And they are the weirdest people in the world. And you're you're constantly... Like the McPoyles from... uh... (laughs) It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Maybe not McPoyle level, but, but like next tier, next tier, we'll okay. say that. They just they, they have these weird arguments, and you you can't really tell you can't really tell whether or not this actually happened because the the claims are so bizarre. But then there's also students who are involved who say that didn't happen to me. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. This is weird. This I, this never happened to me. And huh. it is a weird. It's not that long of a movie. You can find it on YouTube. It is a strange, strange story. Capturing the Freedmen's. Capturing the Freedmen's, yes. Huh. Very bizarre. And, uh, it sounds bizarre. Yeah. And the, the fictional movie I went with was the one that kind of got me into true crime, popped my true crime cherry, so to speak. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this in eighth grade. It's a little-known movie named Zodiac. Has anybody seen it? Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, Jake. Have you seen it, Noel? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I I just I love Zodiac. 
it was it was just felt it's I love David Fincher as a director in general. And I think he pulled off Zodiac really well. They 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 tell they do a great job telling kind of it's it's kind of biased because they based off of the Robert Graysmith theory that it's a, a specific person. Oh, I okay. named Arthur Lee Allen. And in in, in in reality, it's not that cut and dry because there's a lot of evidence that points away from Arthur Lee Allen. So they have that bias, but it was a very well-directed story. It has Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo. And I, that, that was kind of back when Robert Downey Jr. was making his comeback, too, and he did a really good job in it. Yeah. Yeah, that was one I wanted to see. I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to uh, see that one, but it was one I definitely wanted to check out. Yeah, definitely check it out. And, and also, if you see it, there's also uh, small little documentaries on the on the DVDs. You can also find them on YouTube. But one of them is called "This Is the Zodiac Speaking," where they actually talk to victims and people involved. Like one of the fucking 911 operators who talked to the Zodiac killer. Man. Oh shit! Oh shit! And then they also took one of the surviving victims. He he was the I don't know if any if anybody's familiar with the case. He was the one that was stabbed with his girlfriend um, at the lake. And they, okay. they they take him to the spot where it happened. He actually kind of makes gives like a visual representation of okay I was here he's over there, and it, it was a very well done like extra on a DVD. That's pretty sick. Yeah. The Zodiac has always been one that's uh, pretty interesting. I mean, they never caught the guy. Yeah, those ones are always crazy. And uh, I was work I was working with a uh, journalist up here because I'm not too far from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, he had his own leads on really? the Zodiac, and he was communicating with someone who he thought might have been it. A really old guy. Whoa. By now, <laughs> you know. Well, do you do you think it was one person or do you? Because I, I know you and I both listened to the last podcast on the left, and they think it might have been multiple people. I say one person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there's, there is some evidence that seems to suggest otherwise. But in these cases, when, when like, with all the, um, the cryptograms or whatever, mm-hmm. the little, the little codes that he would make and stuff like that. Actually, funny enough, the, um, the town that I work in out here is the uh, town where. Uh, the people the people who first broke one of his codes oh there was like it was like a the husband a, and wife husband and wife teachers yeah it was in salinas that's where i work oh okay um so like I've, I've always been interested in it i've always sort of looked into it especially after moving out here it kind of piqued my interest again yeah and uh i i think it's one person if i had to say it's one person never got caught maybe even might be dead by now probably depending on the age they were when they were committing the crimes yeah, I I'm not yeah I I de- definitely Zodiac like to claim crimes that he didn't actually do. So true. I don't know if all of them. I mean I I think maybe it was all of them like the the big ones that he's attributed to maybe. Yeah. But I I, w- yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if if it was multiple people. I like I I, I say when someone asks like you know what's one mystery you want to get solved. I feel like I wouldn't say Zodiac just because I, I feel like the answer would be so underwhelming. You'd be like, oh, this one guy I don't know anything about anyway. You know? Right. So you're saying stolen valor is what's going on. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm Claim, saying. Claiming crimes he didn't commit. Yeah, he, he, he loved doing that. With uh, they, they cover that too in the movie. Like there's, one, there's one scene where uh, – this happened in real life where a woman got picked up 
she got picked up by somebody because her car broke down. But before her car had broken down, like, a guy told her her, like, tail engine or something was fucked up, and he tried to fix it, but he actually sabotaged it. So then oh, when she gets in the car with her baby, he's, like, saying real crazy shit to her, and then she jumps out. And the Zodiac claimed that, but it's not for certain whether or not it actually was him. He, well, he liked to fuck around with the police and, like, lead them down, like, red, give them red herring mm-hmm. clues and lead them down false... Uh false clues after him you gotta love this you gotta love those serial killers who write to the police yeah right like hey you didn't see my art project <laughs> well, put it on the fridge was, like law enforcement because of the way he was manipulating them uh i don't know if i've heard i mean i haven't heard that one but i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if there was a theory like that because i'm pretty sure it's me yeah, yeah there probably is one out there yeah. there's there's tons Not of theories for zodiac, zodiac but yeah yeah it's crazy. Get on your Zodiac game. Get on your Zodiac game. Listen, man. You gotta start uh, making your own little codes and symbols. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll try, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be like, how can I remember to get milk if I can't remember the code? <laughs> 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 Writing all my notes and little crosses and fucking circles. Well, it's been fun talking uh, crime with you guys. We've uh, had a, yeah. had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Our time. Our first crossover. I, I, I think we did all right. <laughs> oh man, it was yeah. Awesome, this man. was this was Brought good. Some crazy shit to the game here. Covered some of the uh, more hardcore stuff that we usually. You ever want to make things about. really dark? You know who to contact. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. We'll bring you in. We'll just uh, do a little pentagram <laughs> assault and uh, light that shit on fire, and we'll get Google Hangout. <laughs> 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 No, that's not that's not how that all works. I've been they, doing. They I've been use Google Hangout so in the fourteen hundreds, I'm sure. So, uh, were the a, any plugs you guys want to throw out uh, for the end of the show? I mean, we we have our typical stuff. I guess you can you can find out our show Crime Roulette on iTunes and SoundCloud. We have we have a, we have a Facebook page where we show, we release the episodes. We also have a small little group we're trying to get a community where we just kind of share whatever crime news, you know, just discuss it. We also have Twitters. Uh, you can follow me at Nolioli. You want to spell that out? Uh, I'll try. Uh, K-N-O-L-L-I-E. O- uh, is there an E? No, it's, I think it is just an I. <laughs> O-L-L-I. <laughs> it starts with a K. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the big hurdle to get through. And uh, mine, my Twitter handle is at Total Filth. It's an F-I-L-F. Sweet, sweet. Matt, you want to uh, fire off the You can get at American Slacker Podcast at americanslackerpodcast.wordpress.com. If you also want to check us out on Facebook or Instagram, American Slacker Podcast. I'm stretching for these <laughs> plugs. I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm letting rep. them all out. All right. It's uh, Twitter and Reddit, A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R, Amer Slacker Podcast, A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast on Reddit and Twitter. You can also email us, americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. If you want to become a supporter of the show, head on over there. Sponsor that shit up. Um, you can, yeah, you can become a sponsor of the show. Uh, we'll mention your name. You can ask us questions that we'll answer on air. And hopefully merch coming soon after taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I'm forgetting anything else uh, besides our Get personal Instagrams, Instagram, which I almost MWG always forget. Media over here. And Lander's the plane for me. Alrighty, people. That's the end of our Thank plugs. you for I'm tuning plugging. in. We love you. And uh, until next time, that's it. There you go.
No, not the scat man. I said not the scat man. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it.